honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pod, MN, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible. Welcome aboard Audible, of course. <laughs> Stitcher, Double Twist, thank you always and forever for downloading and listening to this show. Always appreciate every one of you. Nice to have the sun rising once again today. Beautiful uh, blue skies here in a very frigid Golden Valley, Minnesota. Minus 13, at least according to my phone. Minus 13 Fahrenheit, not Celsius, Australia. Fahrenheit, that's a very, very below Celsius there <laughs> in that sense. So, uh, well, that's kind of like the Wolves record most of the time uh, this, this year. Unfortunately, it's not been good. I'm not trying to catch shade. I'm not trying to make fun of the team. I'm not trying to passion anybody. I'm not even going to beat up on D'Angelo Russell today. And I apologize to some of you that might have been annoyed at that. But sometimes the truth needs to be said. You know, I mean, I'm not a fanboy. And that's just how it goes. 6-19 and 19 is 6-19. and 19. And calls for Ryan Saunders' head are understandable at times. Yet, at the same time, how many games have D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns played together? Five. Because D'Angelo Russell wasn't available when Carl came back this week. So, five. It's still at five. It's been about a calendar year. I mean, when's the trade deadline every year? Right about now. Like, like about the third week of February every year. This year it's going to be a little later. We'll see what happens with the Wolves do here. Uh, at least there's some hope, though. There's some pieces on this roster. We'll talk about that some more today. Positive signs, positive indicators with multiple players coming off the bench. Some of them might have a higher ceiling than others. Uh, one of them, I think, has a very high ceiling that was uh, drafted just this year. Others, we'll see. We'll see. Second round pick, Vanderbilt, and of course, Mr. Nas Reed, who was undrafted. Interesting pieces, and, you know, it's nice. It's nice that their identities are starting to really come to the surface, that they actually are NBA players. They are all NBA players, and of course, Jaden McDaniels, very much so. Timberwolves, though, continuing to struggle in the bottom, whatever they are in the league. 28th in field goal, 25th in three, 25th in points scored, 25th in rebounds, and pretty much the worst record in the league. So, let's... Well, we have, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of late to the late, late to the call on this one. We played four games, and we went one and three. I pretty much called it, except I picked the Wolves to win the uh, the first of the back-to-back with OKC, but I picked them to win one of the OKC games and lose all the other games, and that's what happened. Yeah, one, one OKC, you know, go one and one with OKC, and then get beat by Dallas and Los Angeles Clippers. In Target Center, mostly road games. Coming up next week, four games to preview Charlotte Bob, Charlotte Bob, yes, yuck, Charlotte Hornets, sorry, Toronto, Los Angeles Lakers, and the Indiana Pacers. So, mm-hmm, that's going to be a very interesting matchup considering we rarely win in Charlotte, but maybe we will this year. Intriguing team, and we'll get to see LaMelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards for the first time. That'll be kind of cool. Let's talk about the OKC game, and, well, one of the last games D'Angelo would play again. It is what it is. Actually, it is the last one. Um, quad contusion. Now it's a uh, soreness on the other leg. See, I understand that can be overcompensation. Sometimes when you have an injury on one leg, the other leg can start hurting. I remember when I had my right knee uh, uh, bursitis. The left knee started aching like a couple months later because bursitis takes forever to heal when you don't let it heal. You just keep doing stuff like cutting grass every day and it's hot out and humid and you keep pounding that knee into the ground when it is what it is because it's just one of those things where you can't hurt it more it just it heals slower the wolves did win this one 103 or excuse me 106 103 very solid performance especially with that third quarter wolves were trailing for a while there and then the third quarter the wolves kind of took charge only mustered 21 points in the fourth almost let it go but uh, especially after mr l horford had a game tying three that guy has torched the wolves forever hasn't he He's a, he's a tough one. He is a tough son of a gun, that Al Horford. He can hit threes, he can rebound, he can pass, he can block shots. He's still got it. He's, he's ancient history. And a lot of times, you barely know. Uh, a lot of times you don't really notice him all that much. But then, all of a sudden, he just kicks your ass. 
That's pretty much the case. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, 30, uh, 30 minutes. Didn't do a whole lot offensively, but he did get some rebounds and provided some really nice defense throughout the game. A lot of stuff that doesn't show up in the box score. I guess you could say that about Rubio sometimes, but, well, he gets assists, and he'll rebound a little bit, and he'll occasionally get a steal or two, where even uh, Jim Keat will say steals are overrated. It doesn't mean you're a good defender. It just means you maybe you gambled and got a steal, or somebody threw the ball right to you. Whatever it is. And I'm not bashing Rubio. It's just he's, you know, he's not been the same guy at all. Uh, last year he was awesome. The year before that, he was awesome. Um, for Phoenix and Utah, yeah, he was awesome for Phoenix and Utah. For Minnesota, I'd, I'd always say he's been better with Phoenix and Utah than he really ever was in Minnesota. And that's unfortunate. Nas Reed, very strong week. 17 points, 9 rebounds. He'd start at center again. He'd get a block. Just been very solid. Uh, generally speaking, really good start to the month of February for him. D'Angelo Russell, you know, his usual off and on, looking for fouls, taking whatever shot he feels like. But then but then he went Steph Curry on the bit after Al Horford hit that clutch game tire, and he hit it. He hit it. Did he hit it? He hit it. <laughs> Did D'Angelo Russell. This is this is pretty much about as good a D'Angelo Russell game as you're going to get outside of the five turnovers. That's the other thing. A little bit radical with the ball, makes mistakes, gets stripped. He actually gets stripped, like, more often than he should. For somebody at his talent level, he, he gets stripped. And I, I, I don't get it. He gets stripped. <laughs> that stinks, you know. That sucks. He he, he got stripped. <laughs> yeah, that happens to D'Angelo Russell way too often. And again, I I know. Jeff Johnson locally, Edina, really nice guy, uh, you know. And we agree on a lot of things off the mic. But, um, yeah, I'm, you know, he, he posted on T-Wolf's Army, uh, Flip's Army this week, pardon me, about how he's sick and tired of people bashing D'Angelo Russell, so... Well, I mean, I apologize if, if you didn't like it. You know, I'm not sure if he actually heard that episode yet because I know he, he listens off and on and maybe he, maybe he gets behind doing other things or listening to other shows about who knows, you know, everybody's got their interests. Um, but I'm not meaning to bash him. It's just he's been disappointing, generally speaking. But he did hit the clutch three-pointer. Now that I'm getting to the point about five minutes later, Long story longer, he was he went uh, basically Steph Curry on it about five or six feet behind the line and nailed the thing. After again, Al Horford tied it up. D'Angelo Russell hit it. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder would get a good look though at the end. Luckily, the ball did not go in. It was short. Thank God for that. The ball was short, but a good look though. A dangerous situation, but again, luckily the shot was missed in the wells. <sighs> Come out of that one feeling a little better. Boy, uh, Thunder, well, they made 13 threes, about 40% from downtown. Wolves did make a nice comeback in this game, generally speaking. They were getting torched the next night. We'll get to that. And again, 16 threes. That was about as good of a game as you'll get uh, from downtown, 40%. Not really the best shooting game, and particularly the first half was so bad. And even the fourth quarter, the Wolves struggled mightily from the court, but uh, hit the shots they needed to. Anthony Edwards, 3 of 14. Yikes. D'Angelo Russell, about as efficient a game as you're going to get out of him, and unfortunately, that would be it. It's a swan song for at least three games. 13 field goal attempts, 21 points. That's pretty efficient, comparatively where he'd been. Nas Reed, wow. Just, just, he, he doesn't get to the free throw line enough. That's the one complaint I could have. Um, 8 of 12, just very, very, very efficient tonight. Almost Garnett-like numbers, honestly. Almost Garnett-like numbers in the game. Good for him. Nas Reed, solid performance, man. Uh, now we get to move forward to the uh, OKC again. And unfortunately this week we don't play the same team twice, so the previous segment might feel a little bit longer this week. And that's fine. Hey, it's, it's fun to talk about more teams than just two teams. In the NHL, whenever I do Brave the Wild, well, whenever they start playing again, I'm still doing the show, but previewing games is, well, you can't really preview the games all that much. <laughs> can't really preview a whole lot of games because they've been postponed with that COVID-19 stuff. Nasri, 29 points. He was absolutely great, and he looked like a center. That's what I appreciate. He was posting up. He was banging down low. He looked like a center. He did attempt four threes in the game, which, you know what, green light. I'd, I'll give him three. If Coach Joey Owijan was the coach of the Wolves, I would give Nasri a green light to shoot three or four threes a game. Beasley, gosh, three of 11. I don't know, getting a little trigger happy for me. He's starting to look like Rashad McCants a little bit out there. Seven of 19 17 points, 3 of 11 from downtown. Again, it's just not his night. Rashad McCants-like performance, unfortunately. Anthony Edwards way better. Hit half of his shots, 2 of 5 from downtown. 16 points, and did a little bit of everything. He was even rebounding the ball. 
He was all over the place, attacking the rim. Really appreciated what I saw from Anthony Edwards. And Jared Vanderbilt re-entered the starting lineup. And again, he's just one of those intangible guys. Not really great on the scoreboard, but did a little bit of did a little bit of everything out there. And he can only do so much offensively. You know, he's very limited. He can't make a free throw. We all know that. Jaden McDaniels just continues to show his athleticism, his defensive presence. Really love what he can do out there. And sometimes he can hit some some of those catch and shoot threes, which I really appreciate. Jalen Noel is is the little microwave man. He's the micro bake. Maybe we'll call him the micro bake. I was thinking about that during the course of this week. I almost forgot about it. Man, the guy is instant offense because you know they had Vinnie Johnson the microwave. So you don't want to necessarily copy a guy's nickname. He was fantastic. He was a you know instant offense off the bench for the Detroit Pistons, a, a bruising tough team, but they had a little bit of offense ability when Vinnie Johnson would come in. And helped them win a couple championships to those. <laughs> he was a very tough guy also, though, to be quite fair. Looked like he could leg press about 1,200 pounds. I mean, that's how strong his legs looked. Not kidding. Um, Jalen Noel, though, eight. He only attempted eight shots, and he made he had 15 points. He just can, he can just flat-out score. Jalen Noel has a place in this league. He has a place in this league. And Jake Lehman had about as good a game as I've ever seen with the Wolves. Ever. Uh, he had five steals in the game. I don't know where that came from, but it kind of helped the Wolves make the comeback. 16 points off the bench. Six of nine from the floor. I loved what, I, loved what you see from him. Absolutely cool. Uh, missed a golden opportunity to, to uh, help the Wolves win the game down the stretch, unfortunately. But that's how it goes. You know, <laughs> That's just how it's been with this, with this team this year. Uh, heartbreaking. And uh, I thought Nas Reed was fouled on the last play of the game. I really did. Nas Reed was fouled. I mean, come on. <laughs> he was fouled, and of course they didn't call it. He should have had 31 points in the game, and maybe more. We would have gone to OT, possibly. Okay, so he was able to run the clock out and move on. It's just disappointing. You look at the, uh, the the win probability chart, it looks like it looks like one of the stocks during the course of this past year, where it was like, okay, it's at the middle, and then just way down, and then it went way back up, and then it dropped down at the last second, kind of like what happened to the Wolves in this game. I mean, the Wolves exploded in the second half. It was a beautiful thing. That third quarter was just a thing of beauty. 32-13 to 13 in favor of the Wolves, and unfortunately, just down the stretch, Wolves couldn't finish it off. A bit of a back and forth. Really good really good basketball in that fourth quarter. But, as, as I guess, as you like, I hate to say this, but it felt like, as usual, we came up short yet again. We being the Timberwolves, of course, and uh, their ever-talented young man, SGA. Had a spectacular performance. <sighs> 31 points. Man, he was spectacular throughout the game. He wasn't the most efficient player I've ever seen, but he can do a little bit of everything. He is he is literally uh, an everything player out there. Uh, he can score, and he, you know, he can do all those other little things that, uh, <laughs> that uh, the junkyard dog can do, the, the junior junkyard dog. So we're getting two new generation versions of older players. Junkyard dog, not nearly as old as Vinnie Johnson, but just saying... Uh, Vinnie Johnson in the microwave. You got the micro bake in <laughs> Jalen Noel and Junkyard Dog Jr. and Jared Vanderbilt, basically, at the end of the day. But Nas Reed was, was the star of stars in this game, at least for the Wolves. Though SGA, I'd say, was the star of stars for the uh, the game in general. Absolutely great game. He, he did a little bit of everything and then a lot of everything, actually, to be quite fair. But Nas Reed, 29-point performance. Looks like a starting center to me. Looked like a starting center, and he's been looking like it lately. He's been outstanding, as you might say, in Canada. But the Wolves came up short again. This was on Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah. You get the day off, of course. Super Bowl Sunday. Congratulations, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congratulations, Tom Brady. And if you don't like Tampa, Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay, Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl, too bad. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say about that. 8th of February. Minnesota and Dallas. Well, kind of like the OKC game. Dallas was smoking the Timberwolves. Smoking the Timberwolves. Somehow the Wolves came all the way back in this game. A 45-point fourth quarter after giving up 43 points in the first. It's like, turn off the TV. Like, this is garbage. It's funny how the, the win chart didn't even move, despite the fact the Wolves came all the way back in that fourth quarter. It didn't even move because the Mavericks had the lead the whole time. They had the lead the whole time. Multi-possession lead. That's how bad... Uh, a terrible first quarter is going to treat you. Daniel Russell did play in this game. I almost forgot about that. Yep, five minutes, and then back out he went. Unfortunately, because yes, he couldn't play in the back-to-back. Is it soreness? Is it just weakness? Is it load management? Is he just an overpaid SOB? I don't know. 
But one way or another, D'Angelo Russell back out again. Knee soreness, quad contusion, bilateral leg weakness, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to play. Pay me money instead. I hate Ryan Saunders. Whatever it is. Something's not working with D'Angelo right now with Minnesota for whatever reason. Uh, is it just health? Is it him and Ryan Saunders? Is he just a wuss? I don't know. But uh, it's not been working so good. Anthony Edwards, 22 points. Solid. And just love seeing him as a starter. He doesn't always have the best games ever, but when he plays, he plays well. Kristaps Porzingis, my God, he's making shots at every angle I can imagine. And it felt like we were just kind of standing and watching him. That's where I was getting frustrated. Come on. <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Are we even trying? <laughs> Are we even trying? I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Um, I'm not sure what we're doing out there, actually. But we're doing something. We're doing something. Uh, watching Kristaps Porzingis kick our butts, I guess. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. It was frustrating, but that, that's about all. <sighs> Boy, something's not working in front of me here. I apologize for that. That's extremely frustrating. Okay, we'll come back to that later. <laughs> Trying to restore something behind the scenes here. This iPod just stopped working on me. Ugh, sorry about that. <laughs> Multitasking because of the lack of time in this world to do anything. McLeek Beasley, what an awesome game. 6 of 12 from downtown, 30 points. He did a lot of everything. He did not turn the ball over either. Very good with the ball, hitting his shots. I mean, his overall shooting percentage is not so great because he gets a little too trigger happy, and sometimes he just sometimes he can't finish close to the rim, and that's kind of everybody on the roster. Rubio sure as hell can't. Ugh. And sometimes D'Angelo can't either. Uh, love when Anthony Edwards attacks the rim. He had a spectacular dunk late in the first half attacking the rim. I don't know who to compare it to. He just looked great. like Almost like LeBron James, actually, with that force and that intensity. Okogi, very, very efficient game. He made everything. He made all of his free throws. He made one three-pointer. He actually made a three-pointer. Josh Okogi made a three-pointer. Thank you. It's, it's Thank you. Like <laughs> It's about time, right? Uh, Joey getting frustrated. 18 threes made. That's a French dip and a half right there. We have the meats, but that's because we had that wonderful uh, second half, generally speaking, especially that fourth quarter where the Wolves went crazy. Call it garbage time, but the Wolves were within one possession with a minute remaining, and then we didn't do anything. That's right, we didn't do anything after that. It's the old, it is what it is syndrome, isn't it? Hopefully this thing works now. <laughs> Clickety-clickety. No, it doesn't seem to want to. Ah, oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> Not surprising, but it's disappointing. Uh, we'll come back to it. Kind of like the Wolves' offense uh, at the end, it seems like. Kind of like that. Jade McDaniels, again, providing what he does. Jalen Noel, 18 points off the bench. My God. He, he's like 66% shooting out there. He's unbelievable, Jalen Noel. He's not this perfect player, but if you can do something that other people can't do, and that's to shoot well over 50%, you have a place in this league. Jalen Noel is an NBA player. He's not an Iowa Wolves player. He is, he is not a G League player. I'm thanking God he's, he's getting this opportunity, and he's going to be a valuable piece to this team. I don't care how crappy the roster might be or or if we're down by 90 points or whatever the hell. He, he, he can put the ball in the basket, and he's been doing it in close games, not just games like this where it was a bit of a mess and the Wolves got back in it down the stretch, thanks to Malik Beasley and Jalen Noel, scoring about 50 points combined. Just about. You add Anthony Edwards, that's 70 points total. You add it all together. Pretty impressive performance. And then you add a Coke. Okay, you get the idea. A Kogi. <laughs> and Jalen Noel's valuable defense. Again, a lot of stuff that doesn't show up in the box score, except for block shots on occasion, when he gets like three or four or five blocks by Jaden McDaniels. But some of that just very solid defense is uh, stuff that doesn't show up in the box score, other than, you know, he just does a great job out there. And he's, he's a presence. Really appreciate what he's going to be, and a lot of people see him as a starter very soon. Very, very soon. Mm, interesting. J.J. Watt is going to be released from the Texans. Well, well, it is what it is. Los Angeles Clippers, Target Center. The Wolves have their first home game in a little while. Sergi Ibaka. No, Sergi. Sergi Ibaka. Another one where <sighs> Clippers were killing us. We got back in it a little bit. And then, uh, no, we actually were doing fine for a minute there. And then, but the Clippers just came back and pushed us away, basically, after a weak start by uh, Kawhi Leonard. And then he finishes up with 36 points. He went from a guy who wasn't making a whole lot of anything to a guy that couldn't miss, which is frustrating. Nas Reed, 23 points up the bench. 
when Carl Anthony Towns returns to the walls, brings that energy, brings that excitement, gives us a little hope, and, well, we, we look like a fairly competitive team out there against a very competitive team. Jaden McDaniels, what an awesome, awesome performance. Four blocks, ten points, just kind of out there doing a little bit of everything and getting in people's faces. That athleticism is beautiful. Even Nas Reed added a couple of blocks. My only complaint from Nas Reed is only three rebounds. What's up with that? Like, you, you know he can get more than that. But obviously Clippers, pretty solid rebounding team, as you may have heard about last week during the preview. Again, uh, Rubio, double-digit assists. That's good. But that's about the best you're going to get out of Rubio right now is, 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 is his assists. Other than that, you know, he doesn't keep the defense honest. He's kind of slow-paced. But luckily, he's still got that part of his game, I guess. That's the part of his game that's not going to go away, really, thankfully. But uh, Nas Reed, just what an awesome week for him. A very, very efficient, solid week. He only had six points in the uh, the, the Dallas game. I'm not sure what happened there, but generally speaking, Nas Reed, an awesome week, I'd have to say. Averaging over 20 points, definitely awesome stuff. McLaughlin has moments, but generally speaking, you know, he's kind of like Rubio. He can't really shoot. He'll, he'll get the assists. And he's a good presence on the floor. He, he keeps you in games. He doesn't put up stupid shots. Though he does, you know, he didn't shoot well in this particular game. And Noel, with his, probably his worst shooting game in forever, 30%. But he did make two threes, nine points off the bench. Still managed to almost score 10 points. Almost get to the double-digit range. But McDaniels really love what he brings. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how much longer you can start Josh Akogi. He managed to get 10 points, but yeah, he shot 14 attempts. 14 attempts from a Kogi's not going to get you anywhere. 4 of 14, that's not going to get you far, especially against the Clippers, because you're just missing. The Clippers get the ball back, and, well, what, what do you think happened on the other end? Kawhi Leonard hit a 3 or something, right? Eh, no matter how many times it bounces off the rim and rolls in, that was one of the more annoying ones. Nas Reed even took the ball and kind of slammed it down as he was going in, in, to inbound it back in. Couldn't miss. Couldn't miss. The, the the rim was hungry when Kawhi Leonard was shooting. It was just like, oh, no, no, get in there, get in there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Lou Williams, God. He's super Noel right there. He's a super Jalen Noel. And I think Jalen Noel's going to... That's who Jalen Noel reminds me of. He reminds me of Lou Williams a little bit. Kind of that tweener guard, sixth man type of guy who can score like crazy. That's who he's reminding me of. He's reminding me of Lou Williams a little bit. A little bit. Uh, there's similarities, there's differences, this and that, but I, I, I see some similarities. Kind of that instant offense guy. He's not going to be your, you know, he, he's going to be a name. People are going to know who Jalen Noel is because he's going to be he's going to be in the in the conversation for a sixth man in the future, I think. That's just my belief. He, he's going to be. Unless somehow, someone he gets buried and nobody wants to play him, that type of thing. I, I hope that's not going to be the case for him. But this was a fun game to watch, partially because you get to see Towns again. And you got to say Jalen, uh, Jaden, Jaden McDaniels. There's Jalen and Jalen and Jaden. And, yep, and McDaniels has an older brother with the name, very similar. Can drive you crazy on Charlotte. We'll talk about him coming up in the second segment a little bit. Um, it looks like we got the better McDaniels, too, which is cool. But, I don't know. Entertaining game for the most part. Nice to see Carl back. Thank God. Hopefully, D'Angelo Russell can come back and, uh, you know share the ball a little better than he has been. Seems like he gets as many turnovers as he gets assists, which is frustrating with that said. Uh, we're going to pass out the Lone Wolf Award for the sake of time. It's going to go to Nas Reed for the first time. Nas Reed will bring home his first Lone Wolf Award. Congratulations on an awesome week. He looks like a starting center. And you got to see Carl and Nas Reed play together for an extended period. You actually saw a pretty big lineup out there. You had Carl, you had Nas Reed, you had Jaden McDaniels, and you still had Anthony Edwards, and I believe the point guard was either Rubio or I think it was McDa uh, McLaughlin. There's a Mick this and Mick that, and, <laughs> and and Jay this and Jade that, and yeah, you get the idea. It's 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 funny. Uh, McLaughlin, welcome to McLaughlin's. But no, he got twelve more threes. No, that's 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 the uh, what you call it, the Clippers. And I did get my French dip yesterday. Fifteen threes, Wolves versus. Clips. I did get my, my French dip yesterday. First one in a little while. I, we, we could have had them all week, but you can't eat the same thing all the time. And Yeah, it's not the healthiest thing in the history of the world, but it's, it's not the worst thing either. I'd say it's healthier than some hamburger, but that's just my opinion. And it tastes better too. Damn it. Wolves were actually winning by... Uh, were actually They actually had a win probability in that second quarter because we were playing pretty well for a minute there. But 
you know, the tide turned. 39 to 39, fourth quarter. Back and forth. Good stuff. Unfortunately, Charlotte was our Charlotte. The Clippers are up by, you know, six, seven, eight, nine points, and they weren't relinquishing it because the Wolves' defense just wasn't there, and the Clippers' offense was. With that said, the Johnny Flynn Memorial. I'm not going to give it to. Uh, I'm not going to give it to D'Angelo Russell this week. He had a game-winning shot. This and that. I don't know. I I don't think. You know, and and in a week when we lost three out of four games and we struggled this and that. I thought, generally, we played fairly well. Like, why would I bash on McLaughlin? I'm sure as hell not going to bash on McDaniels. Why would I bash on Noel? Jared Vanderbilt had a quieter week, but, but he does the little things, this and that. Josh Okogie didn't shoot well, but he had some good moments. I don't know, just in general, just the, the losing, just the losing, the not hitting shots. Yeah, COVID-19, injury bug, whatever you want to call it, this and that, that's been uh, the case there's no real obvious Johnny Flynn memorial to me this week. Not an obvious one. You had some bad moments here and there. Everybody had a bad moment or two. And a lot of play, a lot of guys played fairly well. I mean, at least you got to see somewhat decent basketball, generally speaking. Like, every one of these games, the Wolves was competitive in. Laugh all you want, because how terrible, how, how behind we were in that Mavericks game. We got to within one possession with a minute remaining. I mean, that's a golden opportunity. A crying shame that we didn't get the job done. I would just say, generally speaking, the Wolves' defense, generally speaking, even though at times it's been, you know, it's it's been improving. Generally speaking, just defense against Porzingis, it was embarrassing. I thought he looked, that guy was doing whatever he wanted. It was kind of weird. Yeah, so we'll leave it at that. We'll take a quick break and come back and preview four more games. Sure, we have some promising pieces, but can we actually bring them all together at once? And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Segment number two, time to preview a few games here coming up. Looks like our next game will be against the Charlotte Hornets, which I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to playing against the Charlotte Hornets. We get to see LaMelo Ball for the first time, at least against our club. We get to see him versus Anthony Edwards and do our comparisons because that's what we like to do in our sports world here. This one will be in Charlotte, North Carolina. Again, February the 12th already. My God, time is just flying by like it always does. What else is new, right? That's the small talk we always like to have around the water cooler, isn't it? Leg soreness. They're still listing Carl as the uh, COVID-19, but he's playing again. He better be. Leg Left leg soreness. He had right knee contusions before. So, okay, D'Angelo, just get healthy. Whatever it is, get healthy. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. Not trying to be condescending or rude about it. 12 and 14, first place, Charlotte Hornets. Welcome to the uh, NFC East. Welcome to the NFC East for the uh, Washington football team, as they like to call themselves temporarily, finished 7-9. and nine. So, well, maybe they'll be the Washington football team of the uh, <laughs> of the Eastern Conference. I don't know. We get to play Charlotte twice. I like that, even with the reduced schedule. That's cool. So Charlotte will visit uh, Target Center on March the 3rd. Cool. Love the colors, love the uniforms, and I'm becoming a fan of LaMelo Ball. I didn't think I would be, but he's pretty good. Especially when it, it helps, though, when you know, I was able to scoop him up on fantasy before people started noticing how like productive he was. He's like the perfect fantasy player. He does everything. Tenth and three-word percentage are the uh, Charlotte Hornets. They are 20th in free throw, 18th in field goal, 18th in rebounding, 18th in points scored. So you get the idea. They're kind of in the middle of the lower part of the league. Charlotte Hornets 2-3 and three in their last five. Losing to Philly 118-111 recently. 138-121 to to the outstanding Utah Jazz on my mom's birthday. Washington, Washington Redskins. No, what am I talking about? The Washington basketball team. The Washington Wizards, they've changed their name too. They're the Washington basketball team or Blueberry Blueberry basketball, kind of like ours. Same exact logo. It's kind of sad. 119-97, they killed them. They killed Houston, did Charlotte. 119-94, impressive. And then got roasted by, roasted and toasted by <laughs> Wayne Hunt's Memphis Grizzlies. I'm sure he enjoyed that. Oh, my. John Morant versus LaMelo Ball. As long as Jaw was healthy. And with that kind of offense, I'm guessing he was. 130-114. Pretty good. Wolves, of course, won in our last four five. Yeah, one, one and five. One and four in our last five. Pardon me. Only beating OKC. 
This is not a good matchup historically. We'll see what happens, though. Gordon Hayward has had some really good games against the Wolves. Lamelo. we'll see what happens. Cody Zeller, Michael Jordan's North Carolina pick uh, years ago. He's, he's okay. He, at least he rebounds the ball a little bit. He's, he's okay. It's going to be exciting to see what LaMelo Ball can do. And Gordon Hayward's been healthy. He's been stalled. He's been playing all year, and he's averaging almost 23 points a game. His, his, you know, his role was kind of diminished on Boston after he snapped his ankle on national television in the season opener years ago. He's been, uh, yeah, his, his role was diminished there, but he's been very solid for Charlotte. Nice move by MJ and co. in Charlotte. The multi-billionaire now, Michael Jordan, <laughs> because the Hornets' value went way up, obviously, like every other NBA team, thanks to the TV contract. Terry Rozier has been very solid as well, working alongside LaMelo Ball in that backcourt. Again, the former Celtic, Kelly Rozier, who emerged nicely and became a big piece in that Kemba Walker trade. Malik Monk has had his moments. Miles Bridges can be solid. Some of these guys can really shoot, and some of them, yeah, just okay. Terry Rozier, about 45%. Gordon Hayward, 43%. LaMelo Ball, 36%, and he's shooting 44% from the floor. He's shooting better than expected. Uh, a lot of us saw him as a Rubio, like 30% and less, basically like below 30% from downtown, or maybe 30%, and then 38% from the floor. And He's making 80% of his free throws. Rubio's actually a decent free throw shooter. At least he was. 79% for LaMelo Ball. He's uh, definitely quieting his doubters in a big way. 36% from downtown isn't great, but it isn't bad. And back in the 90s, it would have been awesome. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty good numbers, actually, for LaMelo Ball. He's doing a little bit of everything, and he's only playing about 27 minutes a game. And his role will continue, I'm sure, over the course of time. He's even adding some steals, a little bit of that action going on. About six rebounds, six assists. Very solid performance, about 14.5 points. It's going to be exciting to see what happens with this Charlotte team. Uh, I like them. I like the Charlotte Hornets. I like their colors. I like the, I mean, I'm obviously a big Michael fan, of course. But I've always kind of had a soft spot for the Hornets. Obviously, cool name, cool colors. But no, this is a cool roster, too. At least the top three guys. Uh, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, and Lamelo Ball. A couple more pieces added. This could be a pretty good team. And there's Jalen McDaniels. All you got to do is change the D to an L. And you get the older brother of Jaden McDaniels. Looks similar, of course. Similar look. They look like they could be, um, well, they look like brothers. Maybe not twins, but similar. Both very, very skinny. Uh, Jalen's slightly taller, but definitely is a lesser of a role. 22nd pick in the second round. So way, way down there in the 2019 draft. His brother Jaden taken later, of course. Solid rookie year, but only 16 games last year. About six points and four rebounds. And doesn't get block shots, unfortunately. So he doesn't provide that a whole lot. The steals category pretty low as well. Only averaging about nine minutes a game in nine games thus far for Jalen McDaniels. Maybe he can come to Minnesota. We'll see. Forward center from San Diego State. They went to completely different schools, too. So both from Federal Way. Federal Way, Washington. Ooh, Federal Way. Ooh, <laughs> But, of course, that would be... Uh, Washington State, not Washington, D.C. Very, very, very far distance between the two. I think the Hornets beat the Wolves. I think the Hornets beat the Wolves. I, I, maybe, you know, it's like you want to believe we can do it. But we always lose to this team. And, I don't know, Gordon Hayward always seems to play well against the Wolves. I don't know. Boy, I don't know. I hope the Wolves can win a game in this group. I, I'm guessing, I think I might see one there. But even that matchup's tough. This might be a really bad week, actually. There's a good chance we could go 0 for 4 this week. I'm hoping for something special. I got a feeling Anthony Edwards is going to have one of his big ones. I keep saying this every week, but Anthony Edwards is going to have that 30-point game. I'm just dying for it. It's like the big one, you know, in California. It's going to happen, you know. You know, Yellowstone's going to explode because the, uh, you know, the, the, the super volcano that's literally hiding underneath the Yellowstone is going to destroy everything in this half when it goes. Yeah, that's Anthony Edwards' 30-point game plus. It's, it's, it's coming. One of these days, will it be against the Hornets? Because if it is, Wolves win. Wolves win. I'm hoping for that, but I'm guessing he's going to get closer to 20-ish. That's just my guess, but he's going to have one of his good ones. 20 to 22 points. 20 to 25, maybe. He'll he'll be up there. He'll hit some threes. Jalen Noah will continue his, his run. Carl Anthony Towns being healthy will be nice, and maybe we'll get to see D'Angelo Russell return from some of that knee soreness. And at least we won't have a back-to-back, because, you know, he won't play in those, because he's so old at 24. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's frustrating. I'm sorry, but it's extremely frustrating when, you know, a young star that's being paid so well can't even play in back-to-backs. 
but well, if your knee's sore, your knee's sore, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. This is a, it's a tough matchup. But then again, they they give up points. They give up points to a lot of to Memphis. They give up points to Utah. But then they shut down Houston and, and Washington. I don't know. I mean, Carl being healthy does make a difference, a huge difference, honestly. And if Nasri keeps playing well, maybe the Wolves do squeak this one out. Maybe in good faith. 119-101-18. Minnesota squeaks this sucker out. A couple of free throws or something or a clutch inside shot by Carl Anthony Towns close to the basket. Wraps it up and the Wolves end up winning the game. 119-118. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. I think the Wolves pull off an upset here. And squeak out of there with Anthony Edwards. 22 points contributing in that starting lineup. But uh, Carl Anthony Towns with something like a 25-ish, 25-13 and 13 type performance. Jade McDaniels somehow, someway will get hit uh, multiple blocks in the game as well. Wolves actually beat the Hornets. Stepping out in faith. Stepping out in faith. <laughs> oh, I had to click on Jalen McDaniels, didn't I? That messed things up. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how that goes. So I got to reset all this now. But it's not too hard. Type in a couple of letters and you get the Toronto Raptors. Thank you, Yahoo Sports, for uh, providing all this information. I probably should cite them more often. Toronto Maple Leafs. No, the Toronto Raptors, they have a similar record to the Charlotte Hornets. They're fourth place in the Atlantic, 12 and 14, two games under 500. Pascal Siakam has become a legitimate star. Toronto's got some really nice players, obviously. Fred Van Vliet has turned into an all star. He is an all star player. He was an undrafted, little known guy, kind of like a kind of like a Jordan McLaughlin type, honestly. You can kinda of, you know, in a lot of ways McLaughlin kinda of reminds me of him a little bit, but Fred Van Fleet definitely brings a bit more offensively to the table than Jordan McLaughlin probably will, but McLaughlin still provides something. Well Toronto can make threes and they can make free throws, that's for sure. Fourth in the league at free throw percentage, fifth in three point percentage, almost thirty nine percent field goal percentage twentieth. Total rebounds are worse than the Wolves, twenty ninth in the league, eighth in point scored. So an offensive team and that uh, also, yeah, an offensive team that doesn't rebound a whole lot. We will play Toronto twice also. Happy Valentine's Day on Sunday. And then just a few days later, February 19th, we'll preview that next week. Toronto has won three out of their last five, so they're kind of catching up a bit. And uh, like I said, Fred, Fred Van Vliet looks like at least a reserve all-star in the Eastern Conference this year for the guards. If there's an all-star game or not, just at least name him to a, name him as an all-star. You know, that's all you got to do. Like, he is an all-star. Just don't play the damn game, I guess, because they probably they probably shouldn't right now with the way things are. They beat the Brooklyn Nets, impressive, on February the 5th, 123-117. Lost to Atlanta, 132-121. Beat the Memphis Grizzlies, wow, beat Wayno there, 128-113. Then they crushed the Washington Wizards, 137-115, and wrapped things up with the Boston Celtics, 120-106. Loss in Boston on Feb 11. This is not going to be a win. The Wolves never win in Toronto. They're playing very well, and this team is a pain in the ass for the Wolves historically. Always. Uh, Kyle Lowry has been a headache for the Wolves forever, going back to the Memphis days even. that goes back that far. Fred Van Vliet. I mean, this type of three-point shooting is just, you know, it's going to make us miserable. I'm not expecting them to blow us out, but I'm sure as heck not expecting us to beat this team. Uh, I'm just not. It's going to be high-scoring. You're going to see points on the board. You're going to see Carl getting 30. You're going to see you're going to see Nas Reed getting 15 plus, maybe maybe 18, something like that. Anthony Edwards, hopefully. I mean, who knows? Maybe D'Angelo Russell. This was actually the very first game and the only game last year that the, that Carl and D'Angelo played together was in Toronto. I think D'Angelo Russell comes out and scores 28. He's going to have a really good game. It's going to be back and forth, but Toronto wins. Final score of 130, yeah, 130 to 125. Toronto Raptors get past the Wolves. They hit way too many threes, and it's frustrating. The Wolves make it interesting, but they don't win the game. But Carl and D'Angelo combined for 50-plus in the game. Very entertaining performance, if D'Angelo Russell plays. I hope so. I, I hope he plays. I hope his knee's healthy enough to come back and play, but I'm just stepping on in good faith on that one. But the Wolves do not win the game, unfortunately. The Los Angeles Lakers... And yes, thank you, Chick Hearn, for uh, for that send-off, for getting us into the... <laughs> for that segue to the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers. They are on the air, aren't they, Vince? Vinrock is very excited to hear about his Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, Vinrock, Courtside Podcast. Stu Benson, Courtside Podcast. Los Angeles Lakers fans 
and faithful for many, many years, enjoying their multiple championship banners, including a, including one with all the championships written on it in uh, Melbourne there for Vince. <laughs> nudge, nudge. I just love that. I, I love that thing. It was the coolest thing ever. Like, I had to get it. I uh, love the classic logo. They are the all-time best franchise in NBA history. Yep, I, I said it, and it's obvious now. It's obvious. Even, you know, they're probably, you know, their favorite to get their 18th title. They'll be the first team to get to 18. But even just tying with the Celtics, when you consider all the NBA Finals appearances that this team has had, and all the players they've had, and the insane dry periods that Boston has had since uh, since they didn't win the championship in 1980, uh, since they didn't win in 1987, pardon me, and they did in 86. Uh, extreme dry period. To think they've only, they would only have won one championship since back then, in 2008. That's it. That's crazy. And then many, many dry periods. To me, L.A. has surpassed the Boston Celtics as the greatest franchise in NBA history. Back in the 90s, you couldn't say that. As great as it was with Magic and all that, and then, you know, and you're still waiting for the future with Kobe and all that, you couldn't have said that. But uh, nowadays, you can. LeBron James is the Tom Brady of the NBA because he hasn't, he, he's just not aging. And that's good. That's good. I don't like all the political rants. I don't like the constant, you know, bickering with people. I don't know. I, I don't like all that stuff. I don't like the constant political bickering and, and platforming. It, it is what it is. You can agree with it all you want. And you have all that right to do so. That's the, that's the uh, we have free will and free free speech and all that. I don't know. And my free will and my free speech, I'm not a huge fan of all that. But as a player, I respect the hell out of him. Uh, he is the Tom Brady of the NBA. Um... With that said, though, he's never, I, I don't think he'll ever surpass Michael, so maybe he's not the Tom Brady in that sense. But the fact that he's able to sustain his skill level, he's able to sustain his athleticism for the most part, even into his mid, mid to now almost upper 30s here, it's impressive. And I, I say he plays till about 40-ish, and is still good when he's about 40-ish. And then he finally hangs it up as uh, second best player ever. Second best player ever. Maybe he will be the GOAT. Maybe. If he gets to seven championships, I guess he is. I guess he is at the end of the day. Apologize for some of the background noise right now. It's just how it goes in a busy household, busy life. Anthony Davis continuing to do what he's doing out there. He missed a couple of games this year. 22 points a game, but LeBron 25, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, point forward, point everything. And a guy who just, he just gets it. He's the kind of guy who, when he needs to you know, when, when, when you go down the court, instead of running and hustling down the court, he'll just walk down the court. When it's a play, there's nothing you can do about. Or it's just simply like, okay, you know, we're going down there to shoot some free throws, blah, blah, blah. There's no reason for him to run and hustle. He, he doesn't have to. He can just walk and sustain that energy. And that's how he's able to uh, really kind of get past his age. Lakers are able to get past Oklahoma City in a very back-and-forth scary pretty cool, entertaining game. Oklahoma City was actually crushing the Lakers, but LeBron and co. brought them back in it with a 114-113 victory. Oh, the Lakers. Yep, the Lakers. Back to back. Wolves will not win this game. The Wolves beating LeBron James and the Lakers is kind of like not going to happen. Oh, ooh, ooh. Anthony Davis. Well, there's a reason why he's missing games, and I missed this, and I apologize, but that's why I checked this out while I'm, while I'm doing the show. Right, Achilles tendonitis for Anthony Davis. Danger, danger. Well, good thing they got him out of there and let that thing heal up because that's kind of scary. Field goal percentage for L.A., third in the league. Points scored 13th, rebounds 8th. Free throw percentage 24th, that's funny. Three-point percentage 13th in the league. Lakers crushed the Wolves in their last in their last matchup earlier in the year doesn't even say the date on it that's dumb uh 127 to 91 it doesn't matter it was a blowout it was terrible february 8, uh, 16th is our final matchup and the lakers will pull the brooms out and sweep the wolves in target center the lakers have won all of their last five games 107 to 99 over atlanta 114 93 over denver on feb the 4th Feb 6th, 139 to 129 over Detroit. What are you doing? What is this, 1989 or something? What's going on here? Or 1988, I guess, where the Lakers actually won. 89, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They were a little bit injured. They were a little bit injured and banged up in that one. And Kareem was kind of kind of past his prime a little bit. <laughs> Magic Johnson and Byron Scott with torn uh, uh, hamstrings. Unbelievable. 
and then Pat Riley was to blame for that. Magic Johnson got him fired pretty quickly after that, unfortunately. And Oklahoma City, the Lakers did what the Wolves didn't do. They swept Oklahoma City despite a couple of very close games with OKC. Oklahoma City's playing a little better lately, aren't they? That's for sure. They almost beat the Lakers, most recently on February the 10th. Yep, and we'll see how they do in the upcoming games. The Lakers are hanging around with the Utah Jazz in the Western Conference, and they're a couple games ahead of the Clippers. Wolves don't win the game. Obviously, Wolves lose by like 20, unfortunately. I'm not trying to be rude. It's just, it's the Lakers. I don't know, And but at least Carl Anthony Towns is healthy, so it should probably be a more entertaining game. We'd love to see D'Angelo Russell come to his old team and kick their butts, score 33 points, something like that, but it'll probably be closer to 21. It'll probably have a field goal percentage of, you know, like 40 or, or less, unfortunately. I just got that feeling. It's too, too much if he even plays in the game with his health. And uh, we'll see what happens. But Carl, I expect his usual 25 and 13-ish type performance. Uh, but the Wolves end up losing by a final score of something like 128 to, uh, you know, 128 to 108, something like that. The Lakers beat the Wolves. Let's move quickly to the Indiana Pacers for the sake of time here. Indiana Pacers, the uh, classic home of basketball, the Hoosier State, blah, 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 blah. Good team, I guess. They're 500, second place in the Central Division. Ninth in field goal percentage, 14th and 3, 16th in scoring, and 28th in rebounding. Interesting. But uh, they still got Sabonis, and he's averaging 11.5 a game in the rebounding category. Malcolm Brogdon is leading the club in scoring. You don't, you don't hear a whole lot about Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, a lot of you probably know who he is, obviously, but he's certainly not been this major household name. Victor Oladipo, of course, traded away not too long ago in that big uh, hardened trade, the big, big old hardened trade, where it's a four-team trade. Victor Oladipo's gone. Doug McDermott's doing this, doing that, hitting, hitting some shots. He's dominant. Nope, I'm looking at Jeremy Lamb. He's the one that's been dominant from three-point range, but I'm not sure he's even... I, I think he was included in the trade, wasn't he? No, he's still on the Pacers. He was actually acquired by the Pacers. My apologies. Um, it gets confusing. When it's a four-team trade, like who was there, who was the one that got moved out, that type of situation... Miles Turner has always been a factor. He just, you know, he kind of does a little bit of everything, this and that. Not a spectacular player, but has his moments. Pacers of late have been really struggling. They've lost, well, they had lost four in a row until they played the awful Pistons, who actually have a worse record than the Wolves most of the season. They got beat by 20 to Milwaukee, 130 to 110. Beat or lost to New Orleans by one point, 114 to 113. Lost to uh, Utah Jazz, 103-95. And lost to Brooklyn 104-94. They're, they're in the mix. They're in every game. But, yeah, they've been better. I was thinking they're only 500. Yeah, it's because they've, they've been struggling. They lost four in a row before finally beating Detroit to the uh, Indiana Pacers. So, at least they got that going for them at the end of the day. Um, I want to believe the Wolves can beat this club. I mean, we've struggled against them forever. They're ever dangerous at times. I mean, they've been a deadly three-point shooting team. They've certainly been down lately. Uh, this team used to kick our butts, but at least it's here. Do we play the Pacers again this year? That's what I'm forgetting. I didn't even click on the matchup situation. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah Carres Levert, of course, the kidney mass situation. That was part of that trade when he came to Indiana. But they're obviously taking care of him and all that, and he's he's recovering from that situation. It's probably saved his life. Thank God for that physical. They're able to save his life. And uh, T.J. Warren, very uh, you know, he's been struggling with a sore left foot for months now. At the end of the day, um, twelve and thirty. Or excuse me, he was he's he's been out since the end of December. What am I saying? We'll see if D'Angelo Russell's healthy or not. And this will be the only matchup this year between the Wolves and the Indiana Pacers. That'll be February 17th. And then the next week, the Wolves will get back to work again, of course. Against Toronto again, New York, Milwaukee, Chicago. Okay, kind of go, going east to, to Midwest-ish at the end. That's kind of cool, kind of swinging around. But staying in target center for Toronto. We'll wrap up that season series. Hopefully we don't get swept. But I think the Wolves win that game, actually. But we'll see. We'll see how he play in this upcoming week. At the end of the day, can the Wolves beat the Pacers? Absolutely. Will they? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say the Wolves beat the Pacers. They have been struggling lately. I think the Wolves beat the Pacers. I think the Wolves beat the Pacers. Maybe we don't beat uh, Charlotte, but 
Well, we, we got to have a 500-week mixed in at some point, don't we? we? We can beat Charlotte and Indiana, right? We can do something, especially with Carl healthy, regardless if D'Angelo comes back or not, because I like the way the offense rolls with or without him, I guess. And I want to see D'Angelo and Carl together. I want to see that chemistry build, especially with Anthony Edwards in the starting lineup. Then you actually really get a glimpse of how things can be. And you get to see all those uh, valuable reserve players and role players like Jalen Noel, Nas Reed. Um, Jaden McDaniels, I think, is going to be more than a role player. He's going to be a starting player in the NBA, but not yet. And, uh, of course, the Junkyard Dog Jr. in uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Vandy, as they like to call him. Uh, I'm sure they like to call him that, I guess, uh, sometimes. But the Wolves are going to beat the Pacers. How about that? Wolves will beat the Indiana Pacers. Final score, something along the likes of 118. 118 to 112, Minnesota beats the Indiana Pacers. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, does his thing out there. What would be the reason, though? What would be the reason the Wolves actually win this? Uh, just generally speaking, more talent on the floor than before. You know, Carl Anthony Towns being back makes the Wolves at least closer to a 500 club, I gotta think. And if D'Angelo's back, it'll be an interesting back-and-forth temper game. Yeah, the, the Pacers, you know, their scoring has not been that good lately, obviously, and you can get out there and, and perform. Get out there and score. Anthony Edwards gets like 20 or something like that. I mean, it, it's it's time for Anthony Edwards to really start to take charge at the end of the day. I, why do I have a feeling like Jade McDaniels is going to have a really big game this week? Like, he's just going to really have an, a, a big game. Like, multiple blocks, of course. Like, he's more than capable of doing. But I think the offense is going to start to show up a bit. It's going to surprise some people again. Some of that three-point shooting. Um... I think he's going to be a factor, obviously, and he always will be as he gets better and better. I love the increasing minutes for him. He's not somebody you just want to throw to Iowa because he's just not ready. That's not who he is. Maybe his older brother the last year and a half or something, but uh, I think I, I think he's legitimately ready to go in the NBA already, believe it or not. Wolves end up winning, though. Final score, 118-112. With that, we'll take a break and get to fan interaction and wrap this one up for the week. back here on Timberwolves Explosion Fan Interaction segment. Don't think there's call-ins or anything. Uh, at T-Wolves EX, at T-Wolves EX, again, this will be in the show description. Thank you. Uh, wow, look at that. Yep, th- four retweets. Thank you, guys. Uh, Vince, Vinrock, Vince Germano, Vince Germano out of Australia, and, of course, the Courtside Podcast. Fantastic show. Lakers Pies Browns are at Vinrock44, rock with a K, R-R-O-K, at 44, out of Melbourne, Australia, Levi Brown, Levi, Levi WB, <laughs> out of New Zealand, Tanae Brown, out of, also out of New Zealand, it says Tanae Wilson Bro, all that, at Tanae Wilson Bro, this is on Twitter, and Derek Felska, thank you very much, uh, at Crease and Assist, yeah, he's a big friend of uh, Brave the Wild, that's me, of course, on Brave the Wild Hockey Conversation, that was recorded yesterday, check that out if you like. Of course, I showed it out to this show on that one as well. Thank you, Derek Felska. At Crease and Assist, he's part of the uh, the Sports Daily is the name of that page. Uh, pretty cool. But Crease and Assist, very popular. Uh, 16 years uh, blog. I believe it would be 17 years now because I've already known him a year, and he told me that a year ago, 16 years. Yeah, thank you very much for the retweet. Uh, as we move forward, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any actual interaction on here. Some people follow. Did I follow them first, or did they follow? Yep, I'm following that one. Cool. Pod Knife and Chad Walski. Cool. He's also Brave the Wild, you know, NHL guy. Funny Bruce Boudreaux picture there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was any direct uh, interaction, except uh, Tanae liked a tweet that I posted out about, yep, Carl Anthony Towns says he feels guilty about receiving COVID-19 treatment. So, yep, it's kind of one of those... Uh, Deals where I guess you feel guilty about things. So I understand. Well, I understand. That's cool that he cares and all that. And sorry about all the stuff he went through for sure. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think there's really any comments, is there? It's mostly just likes and stories and this and that. Yep, so fan interaction very small this week, unfortunately. 
Uh, but there's an interesting thing here that I didn't even mention earlier, but I kind of I saved it for fan interaction. I thought there'd be some comments. Unfortunately, guys have been quiet this week. Uh, Courtside Podcast was released last couple weeks in a row. It's been really nice, of course. Again, like I said, uh, I almost keep I keep calling him Hank McCoy, but it's Wayne Hunt. That was his nickname. <laughs> Wayne Hunt, Sydney, Australia, Memphis fan. Vince Germano, Lakers fan. Melbourne, Australia, Stu Benson, Sydney, Australia, Lakers fan. Awesome show, but he had a pretty cool guest out last week. That being, Him being Wayne Hunt, him and his guests last week. Very, very cool conversation there. Always check it out and download all of them. You know, if you need to catch up for a while, go for it. It's, it's Sometimes it's fun to just download a lot of episodes and then kind of gradually catch up. And, and all that, especially if you have extra time. But especially, though, but, I mean, e- even when you're, like, working around the house and stuff, there's nothing better than listening to podcasts while you're working around the house. And if you're able to at work, even better. That is, it, let's just say it can save your day in a lot of ways. You know, you don't get distracted. You don't get frustrated with people at work. If you can listen to podcasts, it's a nice, nice release. Um, down to the point, uh, Malik Beasley was arrested back in September with that whole possession situation. Different, uh, difficult situation there with him and uh, uh, domestic situation, pardon me. He's been sentenced to 120 days in jail, but luckily they're saying how, not that there's anything really lucky, but they're saying he can, uh, yeah, but it's work release program, so he, they won't have him uh, start serving his time until May, till late May. And of course, Dan Burrow joked about late May, they're not going to need late May. He could, he, could start, he could start doing it uh, at the beginning of May or like end of April, whatever, whenever the regular season ends. I think it would be like early early May, that type of thing. But uh, Beasley's been having an awesome season. 20.5 points, 5.5 rebounds. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, his home in Plymouth, that's where he was arrested. And he got a $60 million four-year contract. They, luckily, they were able to work everything out to get him to keep him in Minnesota, and he's a valuable guy. And, you know, unfortunately, he had this off the off the court incident. He'll be serving 120 days in jail. Unfortunately, but luckily for him, and yes, it was uh, yeah, it was marijuana possession, uh, that type of situation. Um, and a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. It wasn't just the marijuana. Obviously, uh, holding the gun up to his shoulder, pointing it at their vehicle. So the gun situation. Just a dramatic, unnecessary thing that took place, and it's unfortunate. 120 days in prison or in jail, and I guess they call it instead of prison. So maybe it's not as scary. I guess I don't know, but uh, he will not be. Uh, or he will. He will. He will not have to serve it during the regular season. So, but it's still four months. So four months is four months. That's a long time. So he'll be coming back maybe just in time for training camp, <laughs> that type of thing. And he might have to get. He might. Uh, depending on what type of facilities he's able to have there. I know a lot of people work out in prison, and I'm sure he will in jail, whatever. I'm sure he'll work out a lot. Uh, we'll see what happens. But kind of a scary situation, thinking that he's got to do that. But, oh boy, it's the old don't do the crime if you can't do the time, I guess. It's unfortunate. Um, so, well, luckily it wasn't worse. Luckily it wasn't worse. And, well, Malik, hopefully that's the last time. Hopefully that's the last time anything crazy happens. Valuable lesson learned, and this and that. With that said, I'll give you. I'll get to all the contact details. First of all, would love to hear your voice on this show. It'd be really cool. All you got to do is open up your free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet, even this now restored iPod. It actually magically did work when I thought it wasn't working. It was working. It just needed me to enter passwords and such. I was like during the breaks and stuff. I was getting a little bit frustrated, but it got fixed. It's working again. Damn thing completely crashed on me. I was wondering why it wasn't starting up. It would start up and then go boop. So, because I use it in the car. That's the, it's basically my car iPod. So I can have that with me all the time in the car. That particular one, because that's an older one. The, the battery is usually not good. So if it's always plugged in in the car, it will always be working. <laughs> so, but yeah, even something like this you could use. <laughs> something like that, any smart device on the planet, that's what got me distracted. Open it up, press record, treat it like a phone call. When you're done, hit stop, <laughs> duh, right? And then save slash email the uh, file to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. That will be in the show description for copy and paste or whatever the heck you want to do purposes. Uh, so you can get it to me. I will then convert it into an MP3 file. Thanks to zumzar.com which gives me a free service because it's not a big file, but if you ever need to convert larger files, you could sign a subscription to them, which is not too expensive at all. Uh, so I'm more than happy to give them a free plug just for that reason. It helps the show, and when uh, I get an audio submission from a Tanae or Vince or 
<clears throat> like to hear from Wayne as well. But yeah, Vince Denae, Levi. It would be awesome to hear from Levi. I, I've never heard from Levi yet. If he's out there, would like to uh, join the show. Heck, even to just say hello. <laughs> I've had a couple of people say hello in the past. I believe it was uh, Jules Posterino's wife, uh, Trish Posterino, sent a, a friendly little, quick little hello, basically. Go Timberwolves! You know, <laughs> it was kind of fun. Hope to hear from you again, any of you. Uh, also, again, at T-Wolves E-X, I won't say X, at T-Wolves E-X is the uh, Twitter account. And Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. That's what I was looking at at the last second here. Again, all this will be in the show description. So that's where you can get going there. Please write a positive rating on iTunes. Those of you out there, I should check the Australia ones again. Maybe somebody, somebody new posted something out there. But, um, those of you that have, thank you so very much. Those of you from Australia, from Canada, and from the U.S. that have posted on there. I believe Tanae did as well. Uh, I believe he did. Yep. I don't know if it counted in the Australia or actually I had to go to a, I think it was a different one. I think he did, actually, a, a, a while ago already. Um, always appreciate it. And anybody out there also, locally, United States, Australia, New Zealand, wherever, Philippines, if you haven't, uh, if, if you'd like to help the show, please do that. It'd be greatly appreciated. It doesn't cost anything, obviously, just a couple minutes maybe of your time. For those of you that are willing to do that, thank you so much. With that said, hope you have a good week. Hopefully the Wolves get to at least 500 and <clears throat> we actually start getting healthy and start playing some Timberwolves basketball if such a thing exists. <laughs>